Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions. That's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch Hello! Welcome! It's Live Lunch and it's one o'clock my name's Rachel going to be hosting a discussion today and I'm really excited because I'm joined by not just one Matt but two Matts Yeah. yeah. here we are with double Matt We've got Matt Carvel. Uh, would you want to introduce yourself, what you do at Manuel? Yeah, I can do. Yeah, nice to be back on Live Lunch. And uh, I'm one of the elders here, part of the teaching team based at the Clarendon Centre site. Lovely. Super. And Matt Davis. Hello, hello, hello. Lovely Good to, to be here you. as well. Thank you. Uh, yep, I'm on, also on the eldership team here at Manuel, and um, I am looking after all of our social action initiatives across the city. We call that Care for Our City. Amazing. Check it out. Lots of good stuff. And before we start, we have got Itsu today, um, so I hope you're happy with the selection. This is nice. And uh, we want to dive into these buns, yeah, don't we? Because we do. buns. the bow buns have been staring us in the face. We've been <laughs> oh waiting for one o'clock so that we can dive in. How's I'm literally going to eat this. Like. Do you like Just eat it and then grab dip? Grab it, dip it, eat it. Okay, and you can only dip once though, right? You can. <laughs> <laughs> no double dipping. Or is that, I don't know. Who oh, that's very good. Is mm. it? Duck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very nice indeed. Do you, want me, do you want me to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, let's get into um, the, the, the preacher. Yeah, the passage from this week. So, I'm. I think um, I was one of those people involved in sort of putting the series together. It's. I think first of all, just to say, it's been really actually encouraging over these last months or so, seeing how. I think as church people were just getting really into the story of Joseph and people are really living mm-hmm. with it. It's such a vivid uh, story and um, speaks to the real issues of life, of family life all the way through Genesis. There's mm-hmm. lots of family stuff and uh, mm-hmm. this passage uh, that we were looking at on Sunday is no, no exception to that. We have the moment where um, Joseph is reunited with his with his brothers, even though they don't actually realise it at first, because they we had not heard of uh, Joseph's brothers and the rest of his family for several chapters now, and actually twenty years has passed, actually slightly over twenty years uh, since his brothers betrayed Joseph and sold him to foreign people, and he got taken off to Egypt. And we've just been following the story of what happened to Joseph in, G- in Egypt since then. But because of this famine that's happened in the in the sort of spread to the whole sort of, uh, world around them at the time, um, even though Joseph's brothers are 200 miles away, Egypt is the one place that has grain. And because of, as we've seen, Joseph's interpreting Pharaoh's dreams and they get heads up on this and they're well positioned. Mm-hmm. So the family go to, uh, sorry, the, the 10 older brothers go to Egypt and they come face to face with Joseph. And uh, the message was really about what that brings, that reunion, what that brings to the surface for both of them. You've got the brothers who are evidently still living with the guilt 
of the betrayal that they did over Joseph those 20 years ago. So that all comes back to the surface. And also for, for Joseph, he kind of thought 20 years has passed, he's got a family of his own, he's kind of over what happened, but coming face to face with his brothers, he realized he's not over it. And actually the pain of the past um, comes back to the surface. And so it's a message about it's God that brings this about. And God is a healer, God is a reconciler, and he has sovereignly uh, used circumstances, even a famine situation, to bring this family back together. And he doesn't want to leave the brothers in their guilt. He doesn't want to leave Joseph in his pain. Um, we're actually going to take the next few chapters, next few weeks, uh, looking at the complete reconciliation, but the fact that God is a reconciler and actually through his grace and the peace that he brings and because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we don't have to live with guilt in fact God doesn't want us to mm. live with guilt that shouldn't yeah. be part of the Christian experience yeah. even though it can be you know we can all uh, get in, in, into that way of thinking yeah. um, but actually the, what Jesus brings is peace and freedom mm. from pain and from, from guilt yeah it's such mm. a good message and I think it just speaks volumes to the power of, that guilt has mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it can you know cause these big rifts in the family and then I think them Joseph thinking that he was over it and then Mm. seeing them and realizing he's not I think all of us can relate to experiences where you think that you've processed something Mm -hmm. or you've healed from it but you might not necessarily have gone Mm. through the healing process Mm. you might have just like wanted to get over it so you kind of put it out of your mind or shelve it or whatever so I really like how you bring in kind of the gospel of God heals and reconciles and that not Mm -hmm. being necessarily a a quick fix. Mm. Um, I think common misconceptions of Christianity is like we just forgive and move on and Mm. it's Mm -hmm. not the reality of it. And Mm. I like that you spoke about that Mm. in the preach. It's like Mm. pain... To process pain, it can take time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you were yeah, yeah. About a minute ago. I, I think that that misconception is to is to relegate the, our humanity, you know, because you know God's wired us um, in a certain way, and I I think that our, our challenge is to step into forgiveness and step into it, mm-hmm. and I think often that's layered and nuanced, and it takes time, um, but we we can do it with God's help. And so, yeah. but we can also do it in community yeah and that's sure. that's vital and I think oh, uh, I know we're probably going to talk about the power of the guilty conscience in a minute mm. but what part of the, the problem with a guilty conscience is that one type tends to hide uh, hide away yeah. and to put a veneer over something and and, and leave it you know yeah because um, it just seems like the easiest thing to do yeah the, the figurative suitcase under the bed you know where we stuff all of our hassles mm. yeah and, and don't get it out very often yeah uh, and I think the peace that you can get from giving all of that to God mm-hmm. through prayer mm-hmm. is something that I definitely have underestimated in the past mm-hmm. like you, we talk about the power of guilt and the power of a guilty conscience there's also so much power in prayer and giving all of that mm-hmm. to God. And mm-hmm. I found that like mm-hmm. there's sometimes a huge blockage between me doing that. But when I do, like you see in this story, he, he is over everything. Yeah. Like, he can reconcile through these dark situations, mm. yeah. um, which we mm. can't do on our own, you know. Yeah. And that's like yeah. what you were saying, Matt, about mm. how important it is to be in that community, mm. people mm. Mm. talking you through it, being there with you through the healing process it's not something we can do by ourselves yeah so that's really good i just thought of something as well that um 
as we've been speaking I, do, I don't think I brought it into this um, in message but when I was putting it together I've forgotten what I've forgotten the ref- where exactly the reference is now but the, there's, a, there's a passage in the New Testament that talks about as far as it depends on you mm-hmm. live peaceably with one another and I think that's probably a helpful verse to bring in at, the, at this point because we are talking about peace and reconciliation and Jesus yeah. freeing us um, but almost that phrase as far as it depends on you yeah. um, is important as well because and this, this is probably hopefully not contradicting what I said on Sunday but a complimentary <laughs> piece that's probably worth as a caveat as we go into this we're talking in this passage that the forgiveness and the reconciliation it all seems to come together and actually things are restored mm-hmm. but I, I know that when we talk about these type of passage people's experience and Christian many Christians experience is actually um, as an individual God calls us to forgive uh, and extend that grace and extend that peace and that's you know what mm-hmm. we need to work through when others are wronged us or whatever and um, but in the broken world that we live in, actually, sometimes reconciliation isn't possible. Yeah. And that, that is, I want to sort of throw that in there mm. as it's a little bit mm. of a, a curveball, but also just to just show the balance of it, that it's we can only do, when, when we're talking about, say, relationship breakdown within family or that sort of thing, mm. and uh, particularly it can happen with people who are not Christian, but even, even within uh, between Christians sometimes because of the pain that has been caused and what's happened yeah. forgiveness is possible and we can decide to forgive people but that doesn't necessarily mean that a relationship is going to become what it was Yeah, yeah. Um, and that important. is part of the the reality of the world we live in and yeah. part of the now and not yet as yeah. well yeah. because when yeah. Jesus returns everything yeah. wrong will be undone and he will redeem yeah. fully everything but we don't live in that quite yet <laughs> yeah. um, and so I just want to throw that in at the beginning when we're talking about this yeah, themes so. of forgiveness and that sort of thing that mm. you know as far as it depends on you and we're mm. not saying mm. to yeah. forgive means actually things can be restored sometimes things can be yeah. broken our relationship can be broken to mm. a point of it never getting yeah. back to what it was mm. um, but that doesn't mean that you know a Christian should think not forgive that's what I think forgiveness is important because you know I think we were talking about earlier isn't it is extending forgiveness to people is not just something we ought to do but it's something that's healthy yes. for us to do because yes. You, know, yes. you were talking about the prison a minute ago as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just as you were saying that, Matt, I was, I was remembering um, the name Kofi Annan might ring one two bells. He was head of the UN, and he talked about reconciling nations um, during conflict and that wow. kind of thing. And he said, um, you know, often there's a there's a disagreement about or well, who's most in the wrong. And he and, and I think there's always going to be a, yeah. a measure of who's done the worst thing. And I think his his comment was that he's found in his experience, even if you're one percent wrong, mm. be the first to forgive. Mm. You know, mm. as far as it depends upon you, it's that, mm. that it's mm. a it's a real choice, isn't it? Yes, to step yeah. into. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've got lots of tensions there between 
forgiveness and working these things out being a process but also as you say being a choice it's not yeah. something that we're yeah. passive in and that's hopefully yeah. what we're encouraging people yeah. Yeah. from Sunday yeah. like I was yeah. sort of being quite deliberate in the thing that yeah. knowing that this this topic is going to bring things up and for people yeah. like, and you can sense yeah. that in the room yeah. that people's what's yeah. happened to them in the past mm-hmm. yeah. and it yeah. is a process but it's one that we have to be yeah. active in and yeah. actually being around others helps and you look at Joseph um, as I recall not only does he forgive his brothers he gives them the grain and then mm-hmm. he secretes the money that they paid him back yeah. into the bags yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. wow I mean that's a demonstration of how far he is making a choice to step into forgiveness yeah and it was still difficult for him to do that because yeah. like you were saying on Sunday he was going through so many emotions and didn't really know what to do it was a little bit all over the shop and yeah. that gave me a little bit of peace because it's like okay Joseph's really been walking with God been obedient to God and he still really struggles with this yeah, yeah. you know forgiveness and stuff and I think all of us can say that it's yeah. one of the hardest things to do yes, yes um, so yes. yeah having having the grace to forgive in those situations yeah, is yeah. it's yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing and we don't have to reach that end point of like alright I'm completely through this now to, yeah. in order to show grace and I think that's, that's right so I know Neville in the home site you brought that point out even more in in, the, in his mm. bringing of this message mm. As well, just, yeah. At the end of the passage, mm. they all, mm. all of them, open their satchels and realize mm. they got the money. Mm. It's like they've come, they went to Egypt to buy grain. Mm. They're just like, okay, here's our money. We're gonna, buy. but they what they receive is grace. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't afford what they've been been given. They're yeah. a desperate situation, and that's a, a picture of yeah. a picture yeah. of of, of gra- the grace of God. Sometimes we come to Him. As yeah. saying, okay, here's what I offer you, Lord, and that sort of thing. But He gives us m- way more than we can yes. um, ever get ourselves, or, or much more than we yes. uh, deserve. And, that's and that can be hard to understand that grace as well, yeah. as a, even as a Christian. Yeah. And that's it. Kind of comes into like how can how can we forgive others if we can't forgive ourselves as right. well? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's quite a good question to ask mm-hmm. in Christian context because, like you're saying, that grace, that love, can just feel like so. I don't know. Like we don't deserve it. Like yeah. we don't deserve it to forgive ourselves. Yeah, and you, you know what? I think that that is something that has shifted. I don't know what, if you you would agree with this. This Matt, I think every, generationally there is uh, this sort of shift in how people uh, think about these things of, of, of the gospel, and I think we are shifting. Um, I think maybe this generalization, but maybe 20, 10, 20 years ago, that sort of thing. When we, do, when you would speak to someone who's not a Christian uh, about God's forgiveness or that sort of thing, yep. uh, I think people were much. The instinct that you know, people, people I would speak to is like, well, of course God forgives because that's God's job, and because God would forgive me because. I'm a good person, and like you know, that's sort of thing. But I think things have shifted in the in the last in the generation, in the last ten, ten years or so. I think there is. I hear it much more often now about you know even outside of the church about people not forgiving themselves and being very aware of their weakness and their feeling like a mess and feeling like they haven't got things together and feeling like a struggle and I can't accept people's love because of uh, you know people much more clever than me would understand exactly why that shift has happened but I think I think that has been brought brought in this people's reaction to you know God wants to forgive you and I think many people's response to that we are how could God I can't forgive uh, myself and we've got to be careful about that and help people through on that Mm. Um, because people can put themselves beyond 
the grace of God yes. Um, yes. And, yes. and hold hold God's love for them at arm's yeah. length um, but yeah. uh, you know <clears throat> it's actually a, a misunderstanding of the, our, our sin and what we've done is against God and if God is saying he forgives us, and if God yeah. has given his son the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. D- died on the cross for our sin um, he has gone way more than we can even imagine in yes. order to love us yes. Yes, and yes, helping yes. people to understand that the extent of God's grace yeah. is, is massive yeah I, I, I agree I think um, there's, there's probably a couple of things there I think the first is that I, I think that people will want to portray a uh, perhaps something of, um, of, of of false humility that you know I've mm. done this thing and it's um, you know I, I, all these things happen I, I've forgiven that person but I'm, I'm not going to forgive myself mm. I'm, you know as a uh, as a uh, just my choice that's my choice I'm not yeah. I'm not going to do that I'm going to live with this you know because yeah. this is this is how I need to to suffer um, and and repay you know people publicly uh, you know I'm, I'm not going to do that, that that's about be one response mm. but i think what what go, what often goes on more deeply is a misunderstanding of the gospel and mm. you're right you know as you said uh, in the psalms david says god against you alone i have sinned mm-hmm. there's a recognition that wrong has been done and it's towards god um and the the, the human condition has a tendency to want to keep itself locked up yeah so i can re- remember a, a booklet that we still use apparently we do, we church, do still use it, yeah. uh, on forgiveness and how it's a bit like two prisons you know you you unlock when you forgive somebody you unlock them from a prison that you have figuratively kept them in mm. um but there's another prison and that prison is the one that the cell that you're sitting in and uh, to receive forgiveness for the whole process to to step into f- the, the realms of freedom in, in, involves you un, un, forgiving yourself and yeah. Un, yeah. unlocking yeah. yourself from the prison you put yourself yeah. in. Yeah. And you can only do that when you understand the gospel, when you realize that the gift that you're being offered has been paid for, dealt with, mm. and yeah. that's that's yeah. Because you think I mean, in this in this in this story here, we've got Joseph being betrayed by his ten older brothers, like. Ten of them, <laughs> they all conspired against him, mm. and for no reason, as in for, for no, there was no justification that can mm. that's in the brothers' yeah. favour. It it's like not like Joseph had done anything and, towards mm, them. Mm, the yeah, negative, yeah, yeah. he hadn't. It wasn't tit for tat. It was they just set upon him out of jealousy. Yeah, and 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 so in one sense, Joseph could say, well, they're not even coming saying sorry. There's 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 not even. He, he could be well within his rights to, to <laughs> just hold and say God I never want to speak to you again but yeah. as you say that keeps him in the prison so this, is, this is part of this is part of how God yeah. is Joseph's been in a literal prison um, mm-hmm. and he gets out of that but there's actually God there's still work to do that God is bringing about yeah. to actually bring him into a place mm-hmm. of freedom mm-hmm. and it does and that's the thing actually offering freedom to people mm-hmm. is a way of us living in freedom yes that's so good I feel yes. so seen by that because like <laughs> it's just someone does something to you and you think they didn't yeah. even say sorry they didn't do this they didn't do that and you can go over it in your head it could drive you crazy mm-hmm. 
so but you just have that that part of you that just wants things to work out and want people to apologize to you Mm. people are never really Mm. gonna do what you expect them to do apart from jesus who's literally got away with all of that yeah Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. just just very practically on that i want to just make a difference here when we're talking about forgiving other people the difference between letting it go and applying the gospel um, to the situation. So when someone has wronged us, when we say you need to forgive them, what someone might hear is that, I just let it go, just move on from it, get over it. But that's not actually what we're talking about when we're talking about the forgiveness of Jesus because because of what Jesus has done on the cross, the cross is the point where Jesus takes on sin upon himself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when we say, well, you need to forgive someone, what they hear is that oh you're saying that it didn't it doesn't really matter mm. and their objection is well it does it still hurts yeah. but when you say actually no bring that wrong to the cross mm. mm-hmm. you see at the cross Jesus has paid for sin yes. Jesus is saying sin really matters it really hurts mm. it don't you can't brush yeah. that away yeah. but I have come to do something about it and at the cross we see a God who is a judge and sometimes the situations especially when people have wronged us in serious ways and we know they're not sorry or they and you think how can I move on from that because they're not sorry what they did and you know again we talked about Thrive Story and we talked about using these booklets it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's helping people to see that it's not that it's like oh just forget about it it's like no actually entrust that person to God yeah because actually the Bible says every person has to also have to stand before God for what they've done Mm -hmm. and God is a God of, of justice yeah. And God sees all. God, God sees everything. So actually a Christian forgiving someone else is not saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It's that I'm entrusting that to God. I'm yeah. not carrying the burden of that. Right. I'm giving it to God now. Mm. Yeah, that's and, so good. And, and trusting that, you know, that sin is between that person and God. And they'll either either they'll seek God for forgiveness or they won't. And But that's yeah. over there. And I'm being freed from it. But it's also at the cross is we see God's love for us. God saying, I, I see your sin. Mm-hmm. The sin that's been done to you. I know it. I've entered into this world of sin. I know yeah. what it's like to be betrayed and have yeah. fellowship yes, yes, yes. with him and receive his love. So we, it, that's that, That's why the cross and the, the gospel of Jesus is the only solution because it's only with the cross that we get the yeah. justice satisfied but also the love and those two mm. things. And that's just a massive difference yes. than just telling yes. people, oh, just, yes. just forget about it, just move on. You yeah. can't move on. Yeah. You yeah. can't move on from sin. It's yeah. got to be dealt you with. You can feel yeah. so like, silly sometimes and embarrassed that you got hurt. Hmm. Like That's what I get sometimes. I'm like, oh, why did I get hurt by this? <laughs> you know, you feel like silly and like that's where the, the guilt and the sort of shame themes come in yeah. as well. But yeah. like that, just giving it, giving going back to the gospel in that way, it's just, it transforms it because yeah. it's like, no, it's okay to feel sad. Like mm. sin is really awful and it, it makes you feel awful. Yes. Yeah. But yes. like, give it to me, I've dealt with it. And, yes. then, and then you kind of end up worshipping and that you're like, whoa, like... Sure. You really took all of that on, like it's it's so and in our, amazing. I think in our um, kind of fallen um, self sufficiency as as human beings, we, yeah. we want to deal with it ourselves, yeah. right? Um, we want you know we we harbour feelings of vengeance. You know yes. how, how am I going to mm. get them back? You know yeah. you know I'm, oh I forgive you I forgive you, but actually in your heart you're thinking right. <laughs> How, are we gonna, how am I going to work this out so that I feel better? Yeah, or you, know? you want to bump into them when you're yeah. doing really well so that yeah. you can like look yeah. like a certain way. Like you were saying yeah. with Joseph, he, he was in that position. Yeah. 
he mm. was literally yeah. Yeah, like yeah. in a big you know yeah. position of power yeah. he's seeing the people that have wronged him mm, and sure. even that wasn't enough but for us like we yeah. almost want that because we feel like yes. that will give us some sort of satisfaction yeah. yes but yes. again that's just yeah. their demise like being happy over their demise and I think yeah. just mm. the grace of forgiveness and that yeah. being like yeah. would you say like an exercise of trust forgiveness absolutely yeah. absolutely yes. that's exactly what I was going to say it's, it's, yeah. it's faith in the gospel because when we do forgive um, and you know in one sense we're talking about in the abstract I think well, we could all fill this in with very real very specific situations <laughs> yeah. from our from our lives <laughs> um, when you do forgive someone I almost said when you try to forgive because it is you, you, you forgive them and um, sometimes you can do it mentally mm-hmm. I've, I've said mm-hmm. I've, you know I've prayed that prayer God I forgive them mm-hmm. but your heart or <laughs> your emotions take a while to catch up yes. with that and that's why we talk about it being a process mm-hmm. um, because that, was, that process involves once we've done it mentally and then we realize my emotions are still there I'm still yeah. angry I'm still cross you're coming back God help me <laughs> God right. help me to forgive help yeah. me to know your peace in this yeah. it's yeah. actually yeah. it's it's saying I can do this myself even yes. yeah. even coming to a place of coming to Jesus we need God's help to come to him and process yeah. things yeah, with yeah. him and we need other yeah. people's encouragement to yeah. to sort of walk, walk that out and talk that out yeah. uh, with us how are you doing with yeah. that are you yeah. still living with the, the shame of it or are you still living with the anger yeah. of it let's yeah. talk that out because talking yeah. it out also yeah. helps yeah. massively with oh. with processing it as well. Yeah. I think I think um, it's good, isn't it, just to reference the scripture again? And um, Psalm forty talks about that process. Um, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. You know how how often have, have we kind of asked God to, to put something right and to mm. you know punish them? Um, <laughs> you know he's, he's heard our cry, and his his response is is one of um, I'm going to incline my ear to you. I'm going to hear yeah. you. Mm. Um, I'm going to draw you out of that difficult place um, I'm going to put your feet on a rock um, and I'm going to put a new song in your mouth mm. and there you get, you get the it's like a picture of stepping into freedom yeah. and oh. it's only with God's help yeah. that we yeah. do that yeah, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is yeah. it's not like a quick fix like one prayer no. will fix it because yeah. I've, I've definitely been there before where I've been yeah. like but I've prayed twice now for this to not be in my head so why is it still in my head yeah. it's like it is a process and yeah. it is a relationship yeah. as well yeah. so like you said on in that yeah. psalm it's like he's yeah. listening to us it's yeah. not just we yeah. shout up our prayers and expect it to all be dealt with it's it's a ongoing yes. communication yes. and then he promises peace yeah. and if any of you guys have been on the other side of forgiveness there is yeah. so much peace instead of holding on to that mm-hmm. like bitterness that can just eat yeah. eat you alive well mm-hmm. make you physically ill mm-hmm. yeah for sure physically yeah, really yeah. ill yeah. Yeah. for sure and that's what you, we saw yeah. on Sunday it's like yeah. there was so much power in that guilt and festering mm. for 20 years mm. and it can just be squashed with <laughs> with God's grace it's, yeah. it's incredible really yeah. Yeah. Um, but I loved what you said about how we as a church practically help people through those steps so mm. you know if anyone's listening and they're like definitely I want to do five story mm. next time it's on yeah um, but it was pastoral care at weareemmanuel. Yeah, that's the email address. Check yeah, it out. links to your pastoral team in whatever site you're in. Yeah, email if you need any help and stuff. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that seeing it acted out as a church, you guys like getting alongside people, praying with people, going through those things. It's not like we were saying mm. earlier, it's not something to do alone. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, I was just thinking as we were talking there, one of the things that we do on uh, Thrive Story, just very, very quickly as a real example of this, we, so we, as I mentioned, we go through the story of the Exodus, and one of the key things in the Exodus is when uh, they cross the Red Sea. The, mm. the, uh, the Israelites who have been in slavery and they want to move forward God's brought them forward they see the, the Egyptians coming after them the, all the the, 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 uh, the enemies of the past as it were are chasing them down and uh, God takes them through the Red Sea and then the Red Sea c- comes back over the enemies and we use that as a, as a picture uh, as a demonstration of like God bringing us into freedom mm. and dealing with the past mm. and so one of the exercises <laughs> that we do with Thrive Stories when we get to that bit helping people who have shared their stories with one another okay what do you need to throw in the Red Sea what do you need to say this is the end of this I'm trusting it to God God's dealt Mm, with this has it been words that have been said over you over the past has it Mm -hmm. been wrongs that I've done to you is it things that you've done wrong is it guilt that you've carried God has come not just to show love to you but deal with the all the wrong in your life and all the bad stuff in your life as well yeah. um, and we have that moment of you know it takes a few weeks to, to think that through okay what are you going to throw in the Red Sea and then even as a little group there deciding together okay I'm going to speak it out this is what I'm throwing in the Red Sea I'm not yes. going to live in that anymore that's not going to define my life anymore yeah. it's a really powerful wow. moment that's and great. then as, you, as the group goes forward you know, as it continue to discuss, it's like, oh, no, no, you threw that in the Red Sea. Why don't come back to that? <laughs> I like trust that. God for that. It's yeah, that's just an example of how we how we yeah, do it. Yeah, that's really good because that yeah. can be really hard to to do as well. Yeah. But it's like the power of just speaking things out and then having people around you. Um, before we go, I wanted to quickly mention the gift day. Oh yeah, yeah. And just be like, yeah, we're doing it for our church plants. Um, so, Matt, do you want to? Yeah, us yeah, about yeah. Uh, I think um, I, I've, I've been in this church since day one. I think yes. I, I was eleven when it started. <laughs> and I think one of the things that um, has been our journey is that we've known that God has called us to be a generous church, yeah. But also um, a church that plants churches, yeah. Um, and so um, the reality is that that takes hard cash. Mm. Um, and I think you know we're not apologetic about that. We we want to mm. encourage people to be part of the adventure of seeing the flourishing of new churches. Yeah. You know the local so the local church is the, the 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 plan. That's that's the deal. You know not our plan, God's mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. And um, we we value the local church and we value it in uh, for us as a church um, in a number of cities that we've started. Um, church planting yeah. and so it's very thrilling to hear stories of growth and um, impact um, and in all, on all sorts of levels and so we want to to keep learning how to be generous with our money mm. um, generous with everything that God's given us mm-hmm. and that we might have um, we might give from our overflow mm. um, uh, nice. in order in order that we might see these um, new church plants uh, begin to take root um, and become a church like ours in a city mm-hmm. like ours mm-hmm. an influential Western European city we want them everywhere right yeah yeah and so I, I think I think that's a compelling exciting it's so adventure. and yeah. so I'm, I, yeah well that's Jump great on. that's on Sunday we've got a gift day coming up mm-hmm. so check out if you can't come in person check out the live stream on YouTube and yeah well, thank you guys for coming on had a blast yeah. and uh, yeah see you next week on live lunch bye bye bye